0: Hello America and everywhere else in the world. Welcome back to Corey has a podcast. I'm your host Corey Easley and I'm reporting to you live from my hotel room somewhere where I'm somewhere where I don't know where I am. You know that feeling when you're lost and you just don't even fucking know where you are. It's like you're having a dream. You know when you have a dream and you've been and, and you're like. The place in the dream seems kind of familiar, but it's not really Like, usually in real life On on a corner, there would be like a certain bodega But in the dream, it's like a fucking Radio Shack now And you're like, oh shit And then, now that I think about it When was the last time you saw a Radio Shack And walked in there and bought something You haven't because they went out of business And all the other places eventually, right? What's going to happen when the world starts trying to open shit up again and we can't even go to the movies anymore? You know, all the nostalgic memories of going to the movie theater, walking in there with like movie night was like a big deal. You know what I mean? (laughs) The family would play. If it was when you were when you're a kid, it's with your family. You know, it's like. The kids are out of school or it's like maybe like a weekend thing. But you go to the movies because in the weekends, the movies are always crowded. I feel like when it's with a family, it's on the weekends, right? The mom and the mom or the dad or the mom and the dad or whatever. or The mom and the mom or the dad. and the, They take the kids to the movies and you walk in, you smell the popcorn you look at the fucking... I was a weirdo. Like, some people, like, would, you know, you want nachos and you want the extra cheese because they never give you enough cheese. And, uh, you know, me, like, fucking... I'm not even trying to sound like some different uh, um, contrarian type person, but I like the, I like to use... I usually get a box of Raisinets, you know, because I like raisins. I like raisins covered in chocolate. I'm going to tell you what I like covered in chocolate. Raisins, pretzels... Uh, and peanut butter covered in chocolate, just a ball of peanut butter. and You can cover it in chocolate and it is and I'll eat like disgusting amounts of it. But anyway, the movie theater experience was just like <laughs> it was one of those things that there were so many different uh, elements to it. You're in line, you're behind people. So while you're in line, you can see all the posters for some of the movies that they currently are showing. And then you can even see posters from movies that are coming out. Now, the posters for the movies that were coming out were particularly exciting to me as a kid because it would always be like half of Batman's face. And you're like, oh, shit, who's playing Batman next? Who are they going to let be Batman next? Because there's only a select few people that uh, get to be Batman, right? You got a fucking There's like a club of these guys That got to be Batman I wonder if they like have like a group text message Fucking thread where they're like The guys that got to be Batman are texting each other You know like Well George Clooney's costume had nipples on it Which it did Which I don't think anybody really understood Why uh, an armored suit Would need to have nipples on it You know what I mean Truthfully, I don't really think dudes need to have nipples unless they intend on uh breastfeeding a child, right? I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't really do anything with mine, so enlighten me, please. Correct me if I'm wrong. On Corey has a podcast at gmail.com. Um but yeah, so <clears throat> the movie theater experience would be you're walking in there, you're looking at the posters, The second you come in, you know this shit is real when you smell that fucking buttery, salty popcorn just permeating through the air of the whole place. You know what I mean? It didn't matter if the movie theater was really nice or a shithole. Like, I grew up next to like a fucking, kind of a shitty movie theater, and occasionally we would drive out to like Yonkers. Which would have like the nearest nice, I say this with quotations, nice movie theater to me. And you got cup holders in the seat and you can sit there and you get the big and you get the big cup that has like whatever that popular movie is at the time. Usually it's like an epic fucking like blockbuster film. Like if it's like a Star Wars movie, you get the large cup and then it's got the graphics on it from like the popular movie at the time. You're in there, and you, uh, and and you know you don't want to. You wait till the end of the movie. This is a ritual. You have to use the bathroom halfway through because you're drinking these gigantic drinks, but you wait until the end of the movie to go to the bathroom. And the reason you keep drinking these drinks every single time because you know that your mouth is going to be super dry, but you're eating so much popcorn because the fucking popcorn is so good. And then eventually they started letting you, uh squirt popcorn into your own popcorn bag or bucket uh at your own discretion so you know you would fucking od and put mad butter on your shit if you were a real one like fucking ever like me that's what we did i wasn't a huge popcorn person to be honest because i didn't really like the way the shit got stuck in my teeth but that was just like a personal thing you know that's just like a preferential type situation but yeah i mean like (laughs) So what happens? And you know, dudes were in there doing the popcorn trick. What's the popcorn trick? I'm going to give you my definition of the popcorn trick. But you know what I mean when I say the popcorn trick, right? Now, the popcorn trick, I actually have a real question. And if anyone can answer this via an email to CoreyHasAPodcast at gmail.com, I I would love to hear anybody's experience with this. Now, the popcorn trick is apparently which I don't think this is a real thing. I think this is a joke. The popcorn trick is when a dude would, uh, let me read it right here. It's technically called the popcorn trick and Urban Dictionary defines it thusly. If one is at the movies with one's date, proceed to buy an extra large bucket of popcorn and place it on your lap during the movie. Right, but isn't it one of those things? Hold on a second cuz now I need to know. During the movie, cut a hole in the bottom of the bucket and proceed to stick your bare penis in the hole, preferably bonered, is what it says here. When you when your date reaches in to grab the popcorn, she will be delighted, is what someone thinks. Now, I wonder I don't think anyone has actually ever done this. But, you know, it's kind of funny, right? And it's not funny as it used to be because these, you know, we're in a different climate. But a lot of things aren't, you know, you, you ever you watch these old shows nowadays, too, that like used to just be on TV in the 90s and the early 2000s and, and even before that. And you're like, man, they wouldn't get away with that shit now. So, yeah, you can't really get away with the popcorn trick. Like, maybe if you're like married or something, you could try it. But then maybe your wife might just start laughing at you just like you're an idiot. And she probably will still eat the popcorn, right? But, um, yeah, the popcorn show. I don't know anyone who's ever done it. So, um, also, I just feel like it wouldn't be comfortable. And how do you, honestly, if you're going to get a large bucket of popcorn, you're seriously going to sit there watching a fucking movie with... I don't know, Jason Statham fighting a bunch of dudes and maintain a boner the whole time while the popcorn is getting eaten, or you just keep trying to shake the popcorn out of the bucket until you finally can, you know, make some headway, <clears throat> so to speak. Anyway, yeah, uh, the, you know, I've just been thinking about this, like, things opening up and how things aren't going to be the same. I remember being a kid and being so terrified of change change was always just a very scary thing for me to deal with and it was just like it was a thing I didn't want to deal with I feel like I personally don't think like I never hear people get like that stoked about like the things that they're used to being different. I mean, like if you got up every day and went to the same deli and got a bacon, egg and cheese and a coffee from the same dudes that work at the deli and every time they see you, they know your name and they start making your order as you walk in on site, it's nice. So the day that you walk in there and there's a different person and they're looking at you like, who the fuck are you? It's weird. It's like, oh God, this is like, this is, is this life now? You know, is this life now where the movie theater experience isn't the same and you know we can't dine in places the same yet and what's that gonna be like and is it scary and people putting themselves at risk and there's a lot to think about you know there's a lot to think about also how big do you cut the hole in the bottom of the bucket of the popcorn do you have to leave room for the fact that you might go soft for a second you know, but maybe the excitement, I guess, of, of like the uh, anticipation probably just keeps you like really fucking fired up and ready for it. Um, Yeah, no. So the weather is uh, starting to break a little bit, which is cool because I got a lot of cool jackets. You know, are you a, are you a fall winter person or are you a spring summer person? And it depends on where you live. Because the truth of the matter is, I remember when I got off, I remember one time. I was in Fort Lauderdale and I walked out of the airport and I was like, wow, like the fucking air is so thick that I feel like I'm walking around underwater. Like it's like I feel like I'm inside a bubble and 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 it's like that type of shit will make you kind of like wish for cooler weather, I guess. But um, I don't know, the weather's starting to change just like everything else. Change, change is constant. Change is so constant that it, it just makes me wonder why we aren't just like okay with it hundred percent, you know. And I and I get it because people don't like to be uncomfortable, and people don't people do not like to be inconvenienced. I definitely don't. If something feels like a hassle to me, I just won't do it. And I think that's luxury. I think that's when you get to a, a point in your life where you don't ever have to do anything that you don't want to do, there's like very few people that reach that. And I think even so, maybe professionally, they don't have to do shit that they don't want to, but like socially they gotta go to shit that they don't want. You know what I mean? There was a a point in my life where uh, I would always be on the scene. I would always be like, Anybody invited me to their birthday? (laughs) Excuse me. I was there. Anybody invited me just to the bar for drinks after work? Like any friends? Like, I'm like, well, I can't miss this because, you know, everybody's going to be there having a good time. And, you know, you never want to be the last kid to fucking leave the stoop, you know, on some Bronx Tale shit. Like, because then you, because the second you leave, then fucking like, Denzel Washington walks up, starts hanging out with everybody and daps everybody up. And you missed it because you wanted to go home like a little bitch and you missed out on the fun. So I always would feel that like severe anxiety. Like if I didn't go somewhere where everybody was, I uh, was missing out on so much fun. And now I'm at a point in my life where I feel like, you know, there will be a next time. And if there's not, you know, I fucking hope everybody has a good time. You know, I don't necessarily need to be on the scene all the time, but (laughs) excuse me, I just remember like just hating missing stuff all the time, hated it, hated it. But you know, there are people that are super successful that don't have to do things that they don't want to do all the time, which is great. But there's always something, you always got to show up somewhere, you always got to suck it up and you, and you know, I guess just part of being an adult is just being like, yo, listen, listen. Um, you know, this is part of my fucking whole responsibility. I, um, I'm in this world, but you got to set boundaries, right? You got to establish boundaries with people, you know, because if you don't, then, you know, if people understand, because at the same time, like you're getting invited, how do I word this, right? You're getting invited to places because people still do it. Like I, I don't, feel that anxiety anymore when i'm not somewhere where everybody is i do sometimes like go we'll think oh man like i missed out looks like looks like everyone had a good time but it also does make me happy to see people that i love getting along with each other and hanging out and establishing their own friendships i love that um but i don't feel like i'm necessarily missing out on much if i don't happen to be around once or twice you know what i mean like it's okay but um (laughs) Also, people, too, will try to, for anybody who's not there, people will try to, like, really sell it to you. Like, come on, man, go out of your way and do this thing. And, you know, you don't have to. You could say, hey, man, I'll catch you next time. But sometimes we're afraid to say no. It goes back to that, like, episode two or something. I think I said that on. Like, sometimes we really get afraid to say no to other people. You know what I mean? And I don't know where that comes from. Is it like, well, I guess well, now they're never going to ask me to hang out again <laughs> because I didn't come this one time. Fuck it. If, they, you know, if someone never asked you to hang out again because you didn't come one time, then they're not really your friend. You know what I mean? But, you know, you got to establish boundaries with people and you got to be real with people. Because the worst thing you can do when someone invites you somewhere that you don't want to go is go, Yeah, I'll think about it. Why don't you just fucking just say, hey, I can't make it. That's like a polite way to be like, I'm not coming. I'm not coming. You know, you don't got to be a dickhead and be like, oh, that sounds fucking stupid. And I can't believe you would ask me to come to this. You don't got to do that. But, you know, you could be nice about it. Just be nice. Be kind. Like I said, like I said last time, Um Yeah, so I'm in this hotel room, and it's pretty cozy. It's pretty cozy, but it's getting cold out. Um, Actually, guys, this week, Jesus, what the hell? This week, I have an email written in on a correct me if I'm wrong segment by a good buddy of mine, Anthony Cinco. Sometimes, you know, I've gone back and and forth in my head about um, whether or not to say who uh, wrote these emails, but I obviously decided to say who wrote these emails. Okay, the uh, subject line for this email is called "The Beer Problem." All right, here we go. I'm I'm clearly in a position to help people with their problems. Dear Corey, after the two most important women in my life, my mom and my girlfriend both told me to lay off the beer because it was giving me a little belly, I decided to put it down for about three weeks, drinking only wine and liquor during this time. The other night, I picked up a nice cold pack of Samuel Adams Oktoberfest, a brand I had been recommended to drink by you yourself. To my dismay, the beer simply tasted watery and tasteless, compared to the rich and bold flavors of the wine i had exclusively drank for weeks is this how men become exclusively ipa drinkers lost souls in the search of wine's pungent flavor that only a dad beer could provide let me know your thoughts sincerely sincerely watery beer boy (laughs) um this is actually a really good question uh because I myself actually have laid off the beer for quite a bit because of my training regimen. And uh, just because of the way I've been eating lately, I've just been, you know, conscious of what I'm putting in my body. And truthfully, I love beer. Beer is like one of my favorite uh, beverages to consume. Um, Are you the type of person that's knocking back like 15 beers n- maybe not but you know if you are you're definitely putting like a full day's worth of calories into your body after already having a full day's worth of calories so it's one of those things where uh I actually had to take a break myself and I actually um have been sipping on I've been drinking a lot more prosecco and I've been drinking a lot more tequila on the Rocks. Speaking of the Rocks. I actually bought the Rocks tequila. The Terramana. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. But it is very smooth. Um, also Espalona, I like a lot. But for you in this particular case. <clears throat> yeah. If you're drinking wine all the time. With these like bold flavors. And you know. I don't see here if you're drinking like red wine. Or, or white wine or whatever. But even so it doesn't matter. I mean like for me. I know I like, uh, Cabernets and Pinot Noir and shit like that with like, but like with dark berries, you know, like, so I, I look at the bottle cause I got friends that have taught me only enough about wine. So I don't sound that fucking stupid when I say it's got dark berries. So it tastes like this. No, but it's, um, I get it. Like the taste of wine is great, uh, especially if you're drinking a lot of it and then switching back to beer. Do I think that this makes guys turn into IPA guys? No, not necessarily. I mean, I know a lot of people that like IPAs. I actually do not like IPAs. I um I don't hate them, but if there's an option for me to not have an IPA if I'm drinking beer, I, I do not like IPAs um, because they're just a little too hoppy for me. Like I like lagers. I always say, like, I like my beer to taste exactly like beer, and by that, I, I, it makes me think of, like, if I if I had, like, 12 beers, and I woke up the next day, and I smell like beer, like, I smell like an old homeless man, that's when I know that it was, like, a proper beer, you know what I mean? So, the Sam Adams Oktoberfest, it, you know, when I was younger, I got into Sam Adams and fun fact actually sam adams was one of the uh guys that did not own slaves Uh, i've been reading a lot about these fucking people like george washington had mad slaves but you know (laughs) anyway that's not what we're talking about so uh but if you if you want a reason to go yeah i knew i liked sam adams guy didn't own slaves uh yeah so yeah the sam boston lager is very good it's actually very similar to brooklyn lager to me they uh You know, but I like lagers and there are even a lot of light lagers that like me and some of my boys refer to as like this is a good drinking beer. Like there's a beer called City Lights that I like. It's a good drinking beer. Um, You can just you could kind of like sip on a few of them over the course of time and you just don't feel super full. The taste is pretty crisp and refreshing. Um, But Oktoberfest has been kind of hit or miss for me over the years. In the beginning, like it kind of like it was great and they kind of lost its luster for me. Um, if you want to really have like a full flavored beer, you should try a Boston Lager or a Brooklyn Lager. Um, but in I, the IPA thing, I just don't get it. And also the whole dad beer situation. I feel like when I think of a dad beer, most of the dads that I know that don't actually really drink beer, they seem to drink like Miller Lite. Or fucking Michelob Ultra. Or they'll drink like Coors Light. A lot of light beers. Because it's the same reason why like, you know, fucking old people like to drink Diet Coke. They just feel like it's less bad for you. Which I I personally think is fucking stupid. I think if you're going to drink a beer, drink a beer. Like just have a beer. Unless you got like a fucking heart problem and your doctor said, just only drink Miller Light. But otherwise, like, just drink a goddamn beer. Um, But, you know, you should, you know, just keep on with the wine thing. Nobody says you got to, you know, be sipping on beers all the time. Wine's good, you know. And if you feel like it's been making, the real question is, do you feel like the the beer was giving you a little belly? Because how many, like, how often were you drinking for that to be the effect? Or was it your diet? Because it might not have been the beer. Some people just like to blame beer. And beer, I feel like, you know, the first person you blame is the beer. You know what I mean? That's like if you get on an elevator and there's like three ladies on there and you're the only dude and it smells like someone farted, they're going to think it was you. Because some people believe that women don't fart. And that's bullshit too. So, yes, I do think that you... uh, I do think that you should um, continue exploring different beers. That's my real advice. Continue exploring different beers. I mean, you walk in the store now. Like, I grew up in a place where you walk into a store and the only thing you see is Corona, Heineken, or Budweiser. And then now you walk into a store and you find, there's just like so many... Uh, craft beers and all this crazy shit, you know, just find something you like. I mean, th- there's so many options. You're bound to find something that's just like your new fucking thing, you know? And talk to beer people, you know, but again, wine is the shit too. You know, if you like some bubbles, maybe you could grab some prosecco, but I just think that uh, you know, the IPA thing is not for me and if you like IPAs, you know, good for you, but uh you don't necessarily have to exclusively become an IPA drinker. That's it. That's all I got. Um, Thank you so much for your email. And if anybody else has any questions they need to answer or want to know my thoughts on something like Anthony did with the beer problem, reach out to me at Corey has a podcast at gmail.com and correct me if I'm wrong and, you know, enlighten me. Help me understand you. And help me understand nostalgia more. Because if it ain't the popcorn trick, then I don't fucking know what it is. Right? All right there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Have a great day. Have a great week. And next time you see me, I will be one year older officially. Uh, Have a great day, guys. Take care. Bye.